The Education Channel supports individual educational goals and encourages creativity for all. Visit uctv.tv slash education. Five years ago, the Intertribal Court of Southern California made a strategic decision to embark upon a project to serve our Native youth that find themselves in trouble. We wanted to research models that would be the best fit for our tribal youth. So what we did was we contracted with local universities to have them assist us in researching what were the most effective models that could fit for a tribal setting. So in this effort, we found that a peer court model had proven to be very effective in high schools and other areas that had tried these models out. Having that peer-to-peer contact having that accountability by one's peers seemed to be very effective. And coming from a tribal community, our communities are already set up like that. We function as communities, we function together, we make decisions together. And with that, we thought, okay, let's try this out. And what we found in our mock hearings from the beginning was that our youth really responded, even in a mock hearing, to the consequences and the comments that others had about the wrongdoing. In one setting, we talked about decimation of a cultural resource. uh, And it was very interesting to see these students, even though they were doing this in a mock session, they really were thinking about how this affected their own communities, because why? because it was something that they could relate to. It was something that was important to them as a person, as their community. So as we further developed and explored the youth peer court model, we found that not only statistically would it be something that would be beneficial, but also we could make it our own in a cultural way. Ultimately, we were able to look at other tribal courts, other youth courts that we visited that really helped us develop the program in a wider lens. How were we going to get the students? How are they going to be referred in from schools, from tribal police departments, self-referrals, and ultimately as a diversion program from the counties that we sit in and the counties that we serve? So with that, We have so many ways that we can bring the youth into really what is a wellness court. And once the youth are there, their wellness plans will address those needs and those reasons that they came in. It could be a one-time mistake that a youth made, a silly mistake that many of us make, or it could be an indication of a larger issue that may need mental health or drug and alcohol counseling. We've developed those partnerships with Indian health services, with educational institutions, educational nonprofits, and others that make up a team that will succeed in putting these youth on the right track and avoiding that pipeline to prison, which is all too common for our Native communities. So with that, I'm excited for you to hear from our additional team members on how this program will benefit our tribal youth. Thank you.
Hi, I'm Diane Cisneros. I'm the Youth Court Coordinator with our Tribal Youth Court. We're going to look at some data today on a local, state, and national level on our Native American youth involved in the juvenile justice system. To start, Native American youth are arrested at three times the national rate average. 79% of youth in the Federal Bureau of Prisons custody are Native American or Alaskan Native. Native youth dropout rate in San Diego County alone is at 16%. Native youth attending schools on or near reservations are historically at a high risk for substance abuse compared to other U.S. youth. 17% of Native youth ages 12 to 17 engage in underage drinking, and that's the highest rate of underage alcohol use of all racial and ethnic groups. Some contributing factors to these alarming statistics include historical trauma, poverty, a lack of local resources, general lack of attained education, and a lack of trust in our judicial system. Here are some issues with this data. There's a tendency to group Native Americans together with other ethnic and racial groups and data publications. The lack of data makes it difficult to understand the effects of mass incarceration of Native youth. The scarcity of data on our Native Americans in the U.S. criminal justice system excludes them from comparisons with other racial and ethnic groups. And without the accurate data, it makes it difficult to find the right prevention, intervention, and any kind of treatment for our youth. Here's a look at some of our local data in San Diego County students not completing high school, students engaging in drug and alcohol in the last 12 months, juvenile felony arrest rates, and the student gang affiliation. Tribal Youth Court is learning how to respond to our youth by prevention and early intervention efforts, providing culturally sensitive care that take advantage of the inherent strengths and traditions of Native American people, and providing a consistent and cohesive program that addresses the historical roots of some of these behaviors to meet the unique needs of our Native American youth within their communities. What can we do with all of this data? Knowing that Native American youth face unique challenges when it comes to their contact with the justice system, the Youth Court will strive to provide the most culturally sensitive and relative care to our Native youth, centering on traditional and community values. Thank you. I'm Angela Medrano with the Intertribal Court of Southern California. I am a pro tem judge and the youth court judge for the court. And we're here today talking about our tribal youth court program and the why of it and why it's important for us to incorporate uh, restorative justice in our interactions with our youth who are justice involved or at risk for justice involvement. Historical trauma is a cumulative, emotional, psychological wounding that has occurred over generations, as well as individual lifetime experiences. It's a concept that is credited for being first expressed in the 1970s by Maria Yellow Horse Braveheart. Native Americans across the country and in California have a shared collective experience um, that is actually filled with trauma, um, starting with national tribal displacement from traditional homes and territories Mm -hmm. where there were established close cultural, religious, social ties to land itself, being forced away from those um, was a traumatic experience. In California, 
there is a unique um, experience of colonization because there are actually three three waves of of this. So initially, with the Spanish and the missions, that created a great disturbance in traditional living ways as the missions were were established and tribal members were collected to help support that system. Then there was a time of Mexican rule and ranchos that again, landowners were displacing the natural flow and way of life for the communities here in California. And of course, following that period of rule, the United States made its way over here. So we have the American impact of just heading west and the gold rush's impact in Northern California. These impacts created a generational loss of how the tribes were self-governing and the religions. So it's not just a matter of having lost that traditional governance structure. I mean, it was a loss of our traditional ways for conflict resolution, where we might have gathered to discuss an issue. Um, these things were now being decided by Indian agents and penalties being made, meted out by the same. There's a loss of language and traditional skills that happens when you're removed from your traditional places and way of supporting the community. The educational experience is also a traumatic event that has covered over generations. This most commonly is recognized in the boarding school system where tribal children were forcibly removed from their homes and their community and placed in these schools where they were forced to lose their language, forced to lose their traditional dress, forced to lose their hair, their connection to their family. The way that family structures and community structures functioned was lost as the years they spent in a structure that was foreign to them. And even today, when we're learning in, in these institutions, our elementary schools, high schools, even on college campuses, when we're learning about tribes, it's usually in a historical context. And there are often comments that these tribes no longer exist. These people are no longer there. Um, and that's just not the case. So it's very um, invalidating and traumatic to hear that your people aren't around anymore. And then, of course, as we mentioned early on, is the idea of the personal trauma. So 
with the loss of um, family structures through boarding school and displacement itself and the impact that that had on the community, there's a lot of reclaiming of traditional ways that, that need to take place on the community and personal level. So some things that we see in our communities um, and the court is attempting to address, and we know there's a lot of other agencies and programs that address these same things, but a typical trauma response includes uh, high rates of depression, suicide, anger, drug use, the loss of self or just an overall numbing, um, and of course a hypervigilance as well in terms of needing to avoid conflict and perhaps pleasing or overachieving. So while historical trauma is there, modern trauma is there, we are all a part of this community and making efforts towards healing for our people, for the community, and it's the reciprocal relationship. And that's really what we've connected to our tribal youth court, the idea that we're all related, our activities, our actions affect not just our immediate family, but the community as a whole. And so we look at trauma to understand it so that we can confront it, so that we can intervene and reduce those negative trauma responses. We know that this is possible. We know that when we address things over time, people, the community heal and are, they were able to once again interact in a way that strengthens our community and our youth. Achima. Hello, my name is Keely Linton. I am um, Kupa and Kumiai from the Mesa Grande Band of Mission Indians. I am uh, the Judicial Council President for the Southern California Intertribal Courts. I am um, also the Executive Director for Strong Hearted Native Women's Coalition, and I work um, as a domestic violence and sexual assault advocate. Um, and I have been part of the court system or part of the Judicial Council for, um, gosh, over six or seven years now, I believe. Um, and I feel the importance of the intertribal court um, is really um, an implementation of our tribal sovereignty. Although the court process um, is not the most traditional um, method. Um, we mimic a lot of the colonial, colonialized processes, um, but I feel that the youth court is an example of how we bring back our traditional ways of holding people accountable and involving our community. Our community is um, an important aspect of our prevention and the years of work that I've done um, working with victims and survivors of domestic violence and sexual assaults. Um, it's 
it's not enough for us just to work with victims or to even not enough to work with those who cause harm. Prevention really is part of um, the need for our community to be involved, the need of our community to heal as a whole that heals, that helps heal the individual. It is also a way of holding people accountable or more accountable when our community is involved, um, when the surrounding community um, understands um, what has been going on historically and in, in people's lives where they can hold the people accountable for doing wrong. Um, and it's an important aspect of how we um, do social change. And so the youth courts, I feel is really important because um, it's starting to bring back those old traditions on how we um, can grow and um, be better tribal people and be better tribes as a whole. And so um, I think that's um, a good aspect of um, the growth and um, the prospect of our tribal court and as it continues to grow and hopefully we can implement some of the processes for youth court into our our other ways of um, the court system and bringing back some of those traditions throughout the court system and not just through our, our youth court. Okay, hello everybody. Um, I'm Lori Gonzalez, council member for the Rincon Band of Lasenio Indians. And I am, I sit on the Judicial Board Review for the Southern California Tribal Courts. I am the Vice Chair, and um, it's been an honor to serve for some time. I started out as a delegate, and I'm still learning, but I think that the Review Board does a great job with helping the court. Um, I think it's a wonderful thing that we have our own court system, that we every tribe can enforce their own rules, regulations, statutes, but I'm especially pleased with our youth court. Having raised five teenagers, I know that children, teenagers especially, put so much weight, so much credence in what their peers think. So to have a court where they sit with people, same age, basically same background, and talk to them and explain their, their point of view and then hear back from this review board, it's a wonderful thing. You know, they're walking in their shoes so they can relate much better than say someone my age who's older and kind of forgotten some of the naughty things I did as a child. So I think it's wonderful. I think it's a great tool for them to be introduced to the justice system. And for those who um, have to deal with some of their behaviors that aren't quite acceptable, it's a great way to get support from your own peer group. I'm really proud of the work that they do. I'm really proud of the kids who have gone through this and have come out better for it. Not just better behavior, but, but good, strong um, understanding of the law, its consequences, and appreciation for it, for what they do.